0: Hello and welcome to the Roll 4 Podcast. My name is Fraz.
1: I'm Divine. And we're
0: going to talk about DD!
1: Oh, I don't know why I went spooky then.
0: Yes, yeah, religious, not spooky, which are not the same thing. And religious people get very cross if you call religion spooky. I. Will not carry on my no, (laughs) (laughs) it's best off for everyone involved. This is, um, this is going to be fun. I'm looking forward to this, okay? Yeah, right. We're going to talk about the path of the zealot barbarian.
1: (sighs) I'm just full of all of the fanatical focus that I can possibly muster.
0: I like the idea that a barbarian can't do anything by halves, not even religion, it's got to go full zealot. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, that's kind of the point of the barbarian, right? It's (laughs) To do everything to its 11th degree.
0: Yeah, they specialise in so many things. Gods, ancestors, animals, wearing armour. No, let's not talk about it again. (laughs) (laughs) Look, do not get pissy. (laughs) So, yeah, Path of the Zealot. Can you uh, tell me what exactly the Path of the Zealot is, please, Lewis? I can. Now,
1: everyone sit down. Get your favourite reading jacket on. Some people listen to this while running. Oh, well... Pick up the pace. Yeah. Uh, You've only got one mile left to go, and keep the breathing going. It's a circular thing. You know, you go... (sighs) uh, Oh, that's how breathing works. But also, whilst you're running, lend me your ears. Barbarian path of a zealot. Some deities inspire their followers to pitch themselves into ferocious battle furies. These barbarians are zealots, warriors who channel their rage into powerful displays of divine power. A variety of gods across the worlds of D&D inspire their followers to embrace this path. Tempest from the Forgotten Realms and Hexdor from Erithor of Greyhawk. All are prime examples in general. The gods who inspire zealots are deities of combat, destruction, and violence. Not all are evil, but very few are good. Oh. So this is your number one divine champion with a little bit of anger issues. Now this says not all are evil but few are good. Are they talking about the
0: gods or the barbarians themselves?
1: I don't think you're stuck. well you don't make the distinction, do you?
0: Hmm So if you're if you're running a character, mm. you have to choose your alignment, right? Yeah. Which is something I really don't like doing.
1: Why? Um
0: I don't know. I think it pigeonholes you slightly.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't have to. So no. I, like only if you take alignment as black and white.
0: So if you go like true um no lawful good hmm. versus
1: but like lawful evil doesn't have to mean like stabbing a kid. It means That you... would be unlawful.
0: Lawful evil is like um, like your mind flayers yeah. where they they're doing it for the for what they perceive as do, but great good but what they do is bad.
1: Yeah, so it's you know you value power you value survival. You value things that are typically selfish.
0: Ah, oh, kind of like the Slytherin.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you value everything that that kind of is particularly kind of uh, intrinsic to you. Whereas law, like good, the concept of good is more, you know, the community, the wider world, the you know, the more communal aspect. And neutral is well, let's be honest, it can be fucking anything at this point. <laughs>
0: So, if you're running a, um, a path of the zealot barbarian, mm-hmm. would you would you run them with an evil alignment? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's up but, to the player. That's a really fucking cool arc.
1: Yeah. So, I would. For me, if I was going to go path of the zealot, I would. I would have a deity that hungers for destruction, uh-huh. hungers for power, and when I say power, I mean things in flames, ruins of cities, salted earth. Not having power, but displaying power, yeah, yeah. like just because that's what the barbarian is, right It's an extreme uh, you know, display of strength and, and prowess on, on the battlefield, and they the fervor, the war, everything is rolled into one frenzied attack. What better than to have a deity that enhances that and, yeah. and, and craves that
0: would be quite cool as well if, you're, if your zealot has a god that wants to watch the world burn, but your barbarian has to save the world so that they can burn it. Yeah. Because otherwise there's nothing to burn.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. it's it kind of, you've got the... You've also
0: maybe got a um, like a big bad evil guy for the end as well, because if your barbarian goes full arc and flips their alignment by the end because they fall yeah. in love with their party and stuff, and then you've got to fight the zealot's god for the, the yeah, final. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it's a cool, almost like an oath-breaking a paladin yeah. style thing going on at the end.
0: Oh, I might have to change our next campaign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good idea.
1: But you see, like, true evil doesn't... Lawful evil doesn't have to be boring. It doesn't no. have to be like, oh, you know, I, you know, I'm gonna steal from people because I want all the money. It's, it can be, it can be anything.
0: Mm. I wasn't suggesting um, it was boring. I've just never kind of, I've never seen the word evil laid out in a subclass before for, for PCs because your That's PCs true. tend to be the good guys.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I swear, like there have been like loads of debates about running like evil campaigns and things like that, and I. Me personally, like, I love the grey area of evil. Yeah. Like, I think it's really cool. Like, yeah, cool. Have a, someone that's evil aligned that's particularly selfish. Let them figure it out. Because, let's be honest, players eventually kind of always want to stray towards being the good guys, right? Of course. So, there has to be a change. There has to be a change that happens throughout your campaign, however yeah. long you're playing it. So, what better than to put the seed right from the get go, level one? Mm. Like you are gonna have to confront this at some point, which is why Path of the Zealot is is really cool. Like it's a really cool idea. Um, it it already is baked in with loads and loads of flavor. Like I can already imagine, like some like I would I would play it as like a, a half orc like tribal chief that um, has like war totems that whenever I defeat someone in battle, I I do a ritual of this war totem to my god. And I you know, I would use a bit of my blood and the fallen enemy's blood to, you know, bless the totem with and that's it. That's that's my that's my offering to the to whatever god I use. Yeah. Um
0: It would be it be good to put to put that character in a party full of other uh kind of religiously inspired PCs, but like a paladin and a cleric and maybe like a druid or something so they're all kind of sitting there with their with their light and their paleor and their like god of nature yeah. and you're you're making blood sacrifices yeah yeah, yeah but, just, but they've all got the same goal it's at all the, end. the same
1: thing all the same thing just a different flavor of it and i think this gives you the ability to have so i, I guarantee if you're playing that campaign specifically all the other characters you're like "ugh why are you do no don't do that" and you're like "well it's the mm. perfect uh, example of a good version of it's what my character would do" yeah because that's the good part of it. It's not that I'm excusing shitty actions for for just whatever I want to do, um, but yeah, and also there's some stuff. In, I mean, I, I won't go into mechanics too much, but when when we do talk about mechanics, there's some stuff in there that really that you can play with as well. Like it, it's not boring. It's not like the Berserker where it's all like you know piss and vinegar. It's there's some other stuff in there as well. I, I would put this right next to Ancestral Garden. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Like this is this is the good bits.
0: Um, Having, oh, I was wondering before we started this uh, which I was going to prefer the Zealot or the Ancestral Guardian. And just listening to you speak about that and learning that the gods can be evil, I think Zealot might be my new favorite.
1: Oh, it's a close one. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk about the
0: mechanics. Okay. Let's see what we got. Okay. So, um, third level, Divine Fury. Now, this, we talk about Battle Rager, how you get 1d4 mm-hmm. extra damage. This same level, yeah. you get 1d6 plus half your barbarian level of extra damage
1: explain to you, what what is barbarian level is that just your your level yeah so if Fine. you're a level 10 barbarian yeah, it'll be okay. 1d6 plus five, plus five cool.
0: which is significant amount of extra damage um which is you can only do that once per turn hmm. per turn which which is fantastic um the cool thing is that it's radiant or necrotic yeah. damage, and you talk about the flavor in the mechanics that's it
1: isn't it mm-hmm. i wonder it? like i mean i would so part of me in my head's going like, "Oh, cool character. I would I would have it change depending on my mood. Like I yes. would I would quite literally have the damage type change. And if you're being a good player, that can sometimes be a disadvantage. So because of something that's happened, like because mm. you've like made let's let's pose a scenario. So you've just um, you've defeated one uh, big bad." and you've all come together as friends in this group and you're starting to feel a little little bit more light, you're straying away from your warmongering and stuff like that, The, the damage is radiant. Yeah. Because you are lighter, you are moving towards, and I think like it would take quite a lot to like move you back to necrotic and it's like a real cool story thing, but if you go against something that, if you had necrotic damage, would be really useful, you're like, you guys did this to me by hugging me too much.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's uh, just in my mind, that's, it, like, that's a good point. Like you, you've pulled me away from the darkness and look at what it's done. Yeah, yeah, Ugh.
1: yeah. Now I'm gonna have to spill loads of blood and you know bathe in it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, also at level three, um, this is quite cool. If if someone's using a spell on you to to save your life, like a raise the dead or a vivify stuff like that, mm-hmm. the caster doesn't need material components. Mm. Now I love that little bit of flavour because having been in a party that's. Desperately looking for enough diamonds to bring people back to life, that is significant.
1: That's so that's really uh, this is the one that I actually kind of skipped through because I went, Oh, it's not really anything, yeah. And then I went, Oh, actually, if I read it again, so at third level, your soul is marked for endless battle. If a spell such as Raise Dead has a sole effect of restoring you to life, but not on death, the caster doesn't need material components to cast a spell on you. That's cool. Mm
0: especially seeing as the um the spells to bring people back to life are are expensive. Yeah,
1: yeah, purposefully so, yeah. Yeah,
0: and so you can you can die as much as you want and your your cleric or whatever can just keep bringing you
1: back to life for free. There's also something in that your soul is marked for the endless battle. That gives you like um... So this is me mechanical in you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz I'm like that would give me uh like things I would be saying to NPCs and other mm. PCs it's like that's that's my dialogue all the time like I can't can't stop here. I I am forever, like, born for the endless battle. Nothing will ever stop me. The endless battle is always raging. And
0: maybe each time you're brought back to life, like, your body is then marked. Like, you've got a warlock who's got barnacles, haven't you? Yeah, I do, yeah. So maybe each time uh, they get brought back to life, there's, like, a new scar or a new tattoo or... I think there's something more creative than that one less toe (laughs) that's one (laughs) one less toe yeah they got disadvantaged on dexterity
1: checks (laughs) (laughs) no you come back with like a new tattoo right like you come back with something where like a divine being has literally marked you
0: or a or a a specifically like like a line of text on a tattoo that's from your god ooh that could be uh, like a and it like an, just
1: across like your back and stuff and it just starts yeah. marking you an
0: instruction or a clue or
1: oh yeah this is this is one where your DM can really get yeah. involved I think that's it it's like it's definitely the DM's friend right it yes gives, it gives you loads mm. of stuff to go with
0: all, all of the all of the stuff that has to do with um uh like divinity or ancestors yeah that's your DM's job yeah absolutely uh, right sixth level this is another absolutely massive one yeah, it's a banger if you fail a saving throw you can re-roll it
1: yeah that's that's wild it's incredible yeah like, especially at 6 level like you're still yeah. you're still a little bit not squishy but you're still getting to grips with it right
0: yeah and we talk about um, uh, you see it a lot going on like how do I how do I hit my fighter with 20 AC or my Barion's mm-hmm. got 200 HP I can't I can't kill them you do it by throwing uh, checks at them yeah and if you can re-roll checks at sixth level, that is incredibly powerful. Yeah, it just gives you a
1: fighting chance, right? Yeah, we're knocking on OP here, aren't we? Hmm, you still you have to use the new roll, so you know it just it's it's getting there. It's it's quite nicely tapered back, so it's not OP, but it's getting there now. Uh,
0: barbarians mm. also have um, advantage on dexterity saving throws. Oh, so you are talking about advantage, and you can re-roll. Ooh,
1: okay. Yeah, that does become a little bit... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I hadn't considered that.
0: And of course, while they're raging, advantage on strength saving throws and strength checks.
1: Hmm. Mm. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I take back what I said. That is definitely in the realms of getting OP.
0: It is. Uh, right. Zealous presence. This. This is another another massive one i think 10th level um you've got, got to use up a bonus action for this one <laughs> everything else just comes for free um but you can um choose up to 10 creatures within 60 feet of you so your party mm. um they gain advantage on attack rolls and saving throws until the start of your next turn yeah gee so you've got advantage on saving throws basically because you can re-roll them and yeah. then you give them the rest of your party that as well yeah that's a bonus action what else are you going to use your bonus action for as a barbarian dash maybe
1: Oh no, you don't get dash no, with this one. No, that's that's the other battle, whatever the fuck it was. So you're,
0: um, yeah, you're giving everyone advantage on attack rolls too. Once, if we're going down like
1: the scripture across, yeah. like you would start to see people like having scripture like scrolling across. That that would be bad, especially if you've got other, you know, divine people in there.
0: Yeah, it's super powerful, and that's you're awesome. you're giving that power to everyone else. Uh, and uh, level fourteen, we talked about how rage the best thing about rage is this yeah. is a rage beyond death basically means that when you die you don't die so you hit zero hit points and you don't even go unconscious marked
1: for the endless battle yeah
0: you continue you continue to fight um you suffer the normal effects while at zero hit points so i assume if you get, get hit stiff. <laughs> 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 um if you if you get hit that's a, a death uh, death save fail,
1: because you're still rolling death saves. Yeah, that's the great thing, right? So it's effectively like a divine presence is in your body fighting yeah. like for you.
0: But, of course, you can re-roll saving throws because of your 6th level thing. So you get two shots at every death save. Like, Oh, so you're just going to keep on going. Yep, and then once you're dead, your cleric's got their 3rd level revivify for free. Mm, yeah, because no components. How are you killing this barbarian?
1: You're not. That's why it's marked the Endless Battle. Oh,
0: so good. I absolutely love... It. This is... You know your barbarian, your, your big dumb barbarian trope. Mm. This is not a big dumb barbarian. No, this is a barbarian with a purpose. Yeah, I, I love this one. And I think I might play this next time I make a character. Really? Yeah, I haven't seen anything else that I love more than this.
1: Okay, God, you've really... You've gone down the rabbit hole with it.
0: Yeah, I'm. Um, I, I was leaning quite heavily towards Druid. Because mm. druids are so cool. There's yeah, so much you can are, do with amazing. a druid, but this one, and it, you look into multi-classing with warlock or something like that. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. Or even um, oathbreaker paladin,
1: you know? Yeah, I see paladins are my my jam. I love war, warlocks and paladins are will always have my heart. But this, because it's so close to that that line, yeah. it's it's there for me. Like I'm I'm pretty. I'd be pretty excited to play that it's metal as fuck isn't it yeah it is quite <laughs> <laughs> as long as you get the first bit right as long as you can get the theming right for it because don't get wrong you can do a shit version of this and it's still good but sure, it's not sure. as fun
0: um, well like everything it will be as good as you put into it and as your DM yeah. is wedding to and luckily I've got a brilliant DM oh you found me one <laughs>